Welcome to the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Here you will find powerful messages from our ministry founder and president, Patrick Baker. You will also hear interviews and testimonies, all designed to encourage God's people to come higher in Christ Jesus and experience true power in Him. Join us every week on our prayer line every Tuesday and Friday morning at 5 a.m. and Tuesday and Friday nights at 7.30 and 9 p.m. respectively. All times are Eastern Standard Time. And now, without further ado, sit back and enjoy the Button to Christ Ministries podcast. Jesus' name. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's and sinners plunge beneath the flood by faith I saw the stream thy flowing wounds supply redeeming love has been my theme and shall be till I die and shall be till I die and shall be till I die. Redeeming love has been my theme and shall be till I die. Wash Till I die. 
Praise the Lord. Praise God. There is a fountain filled with blood drawn from Emmanuel's womb. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Sister uh, Sister Thomas. Sorry. Thank you, Sister Thomas, for sharing that song with us tonight and accompanied with uh, Brother Paul. We appreciate that. That was awesome. Praise God. Now, I invite everyone to sit back, get your pen and notepad ready as we are going to be blessed and encouraged tonight by a word, from a word, powerful word from uh, God's servant tonight. I am just going to invite Brother Patrick to come on and remember to press star star to unmute your phone. Good evening and happy Sabbath, Brother Patrick. Not hearing you. Remember Amen. to hit star star. Amen. Yeah, Amen. hearing praise you now. Lord. Go ahead. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Sister Kathleen. Praise the Lord. That was a powerful rendition. And God is truly an awesome God, you know. I'm just listening to all the testimonies and how much God's people are hurting all around the world. We have the opportunity in listening and hearing things that people go through daily. And um, I remember a few years we went to Florida to do a program, and we brought a singing evangelist with us. And when he came to the prayer room and see the brokenness of people coming in and sharing what they're going through, he started to cry. And I had to encourage him and say, you are the warrior in the prayer room. You can't be crying. When you're exposed to see what people go through, when I heard Sister Nicole and and her family and, and so many people going through pain, brokenness in the home, you know, children not in the home, you know, husband not in the home, when he heard about addiction, abuse, you know, demon possession, when you listen and hear the brokenness, then you said, wow, God, you have to come. You have to come. You know, you have to come. I'm telling you, it, it, it moves my heart. And, you know, there's so much to share. There's so much to share. Tomorrow, we're fasting tomorrow, along with Ajax Church, our home-based church. We're fasting, and the theme is praying for our children. Praying for our children. Feel free to join us as we share praying for our children. Okay. Uh, Before we go into the word and I introduce the word, um, I have a little book here with a love letter. And I'm reading this to all those who are broken. And uh, Sister Nicole and your family there. And hear what this letter says. And this letter comes from the Lord. And hear what it says. I I know how you long for love. I have watched you 
seek it from those who should have loved you and from those who didn't even care. And all the while I was waiting, always ready to wrap my arms of love around you and gather you to myself. My love for you began so long ago, way back when I formed you in your mother's womb. And long ago, I loved you as a child. And sometimes you even knew it. I have loved you through all your heartbreaks and disappointments and triumphs. And I loved you even when you didn't love yourself or me. My love for you, unlike a human love, is perfect. I will continue to love you no matter what. And yes, my child, I will love you always forever with never-ending love. What a love letter. I'm going to pray, and Pastor Sa is going to bring the word to us tonight. But I'm going to pray right now that this everlasting love will move over every home. Everyone that is listening tonight, everyone that is a little bit broken down in the valley, the Lord is saying, I can stretch forth my hands and I will pull you out of your poverty, out of your addiction out of the stress, out of the physical pain you're feeling. You know, I remember, I have to share this. I remember two Sabbaths ago, a woman of God came to the meeting and she said she had pain all over her body. She could hardly make it up to the prayer room. And she sat down. I asked her, where is the pain? She said, the pain is in my head. It's in my feet, it's in my back, it's in my stomach. And we laid hand upon her and we prayed and rebuked the pain and the pain went from her head immediately. We went and we go to her back and the pain went. And we went to her feet and we prayed and the pain went. When the prayers were over, she was completely healed. No pain. That's the God we serve. Whether it's physical pain, emotional pain, God has the power to break the pain that you're going through. This is trying times. The enemy is attacking families around the world, and God is calling his people to press together. Even though it seems so hard, press together and let love last. Let us pray. Father in heaven, hallowed be thy righteous and thy powerful name, the name that is above all powers. The name is Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one who shed his atoning blood 
for everyone on the prayer line, for Nicole, for her relatives, that gentleman that was there with her, and all the people around who have called, Brother Hamilton, many who have called him and listening, Brother Frank, Father, you've seen your people. You know what we're going through, but you know that all we want, Lord, is to make it to heaven because you promise that you will wipe away every tears, every pain. Father God, you've seen everything. Father, you've seen the family we work with today. Broken. My heart was moved with compassion. Lord, you've, you've heard um, many other people, Lord, tonight. Father God, you know everyone, every pain that we are going through. We come to the mercy seat, Lord. Lord, you've seen Sister Barbara. Her, her, she goes out in my heart, Lord, with her blended family. And Lord, I know you're pressing me to visit them. Father God, I pray that love will be in that home. I pray, oh God, that you will hover over your people on this Sabbath hour. And you will break all powers. You will break every principalities. You will break every brokenness that is in the home. And Lord God of glory, only you who is the potter, only you can come and change and remake and remold. Only you, God, can do it. Father, come descend in the homes now and break every pain right now, every generational curses, every witchcraft, every obia, every spirit of poverty, every spirit of depression, every spirit of anxiety, every spirit of worry, every spirit of drugs and alcohol addiction, anyone that is struggling tonight, oh God, may you stop by the home. Remember Sister Kate. Remember her husband, oh God of glory. Please, Lord, this is your Sabbath. Let us experience your power tonight, Lord. Let us experience your power. Let there be a breakthrough. Let there be a testimony after the sermon. Let there be a testimony that Jesus loves. Hello. Through tonight, oh God of glory. Lord, I rebuke every unclean spirit that chastise your people now. I command them in Jesus' name to let the Lord's anointed go. We thank you, Lord, for breaking the power, for removing the heaviness that is upon your people, for removing the yoke of bondage. Stretch forth your arms tonight, O God, and grab hold of somebody and take them out of the miry clay. O God of glory, we know you have done it. We know somebody has been restored. We know that the brokenness has been mended. We just want to thank you, Lord, and praise you. And Father, as your man servant, comfort. Pastor Sah, you have a word in his heart, oh God, for your people. I pray that your anointing will touch his lips and you will move with power and might. And hearts will be mended and rekindled with fire. We just want to thank you, praise you, exalt you. This is my humble prayer. 
In Jesus Christ's name I pray. In thanksgiving. Amen and amen. Amen. Pastor Saul, go forth in Jesus' name. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. In the name of Jesus, the Bible says, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praises shall be upon my lips. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Thank you, uh, dear brother and elder Patrick. Thank you for that powerful, heartfelt prayer. Uh, My heart was moved like yours to hear these testimonies and also responding to those who are going through difficulties in my in my circle Lord in, in the circle of Lord of friends and contacts, just praying with a family who lost a, a child in birth, praying for a family who is falling apart, whose their enemies tearing up the home. It's a very difficult season. But we thank God that He is the man for all seasons. And we are praising God that he has spared our lives to see the first Sabbath of the last month of 2020. Uh, this year is quickly fading into history. And we are edging one year closer to the coming of Jesus. Oh, how my heart yearns and longs for Jesus to come. How about you, my fellow brothers and sisters, my friends? Oh, I hope that your heart is longing for Jesus to come to make all things new. But until then, he is still the God of the present, the God of this moment, the God of this world. Because the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Not just speaking of the redeemed world to come, but the present world in which we live. God is still in control. So I join with the heartfelt feelings and thoughts and prayers of everyone. And as our brother Patrick has mentioned, what a time. But we praise God that he is in, still in control. What an almighty God we serve. I want you to join me in praising him this evening as we take a look at a short word from scriptures this evening. So join me in prayer as we take it to our great God, to open his words. Let's pray again. Oh, loving Lord Jesus, I thank you for your word that says, for the Lord has appeared of all unto me, saying, yea, I have loved thee with an everlasting love. Therefore, with loving kindness have I drawn thee, said the prophet Jeremiah in chapter 31, verse 3. We thank you, Lord, for your words that cannot fail, that amidst the seasons of despair and despondency and darkness and discouragement and even depression, you have still drawn us with your loving kindness and that loving kindness that will never let us go. So I pray this evening that as we receive your words, that it will draw us nearer to your heart of love. We ask that you will remove every distraction, silence every voice, that your voice alone will be heard, that will pierce every other voice, O Lord. And that voice of assurance, the words of life, will feed us and will lift us and will bless us and inspire us 
and Lord, draw us closer to your there and their side. I thank you, Lord, and I praise you. May your name alone ever be lifted up and be glorified because we ask it in the matchless and almighty and loving and healing and soon coming name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. I, in preparation for this evening, as I was praying, I had two words that the Lord had given me. But the Lord said, just be silent and listen. And so as I called and came onto the prayer line, I was listening and I was listening. And the Lord made it very clear in which direction I should go and which word that I should share with you as he shared it with me. As I heard the testimonies and then from Elder Patrick sharing, my heart also is heavy. But we thank God that burdens are lifted at Calvary and that he who has borne all for us is still bearing for us and he is still, is still in control. Last week, Elder Patrick shared a word from the Lord, a word that really blessed me. And I'm sure that you all were very blessed. A word that was relevant, a word that hit the spot and caused me to review and reflect. Many times I read this passage, but again, it came with such clarity and power. And I said, I need to revisit that word. There is always a word within a word. There is always a word. God's word is fresh and it's relevant for us. And especially in what we're going through in this, been, which, in which it has been such a difficult and trying year for many of us. And we thank God he has carried us through thus far, and this year is slowly coming to an end and moving on. Time is moving on apace, and we know that we can hear the footsteps of our approaching God. And so this evening, I just want to take you back to the word that was shared last week, just looking at a particular uh, passage of the chapter. It is the word of God is so filled and loaded, as it were. You know, it is so powerful that God, we can receive one verse and it is loaded with nuggets of truth and divine revelation and inspiration. So I take you now to the Gospel of Matthew. Will you join me in the Gospel of Matthew? I want to share a short word with you entitled, don't you know? Don't you know? That's all I want to share with you. Don't you know? Don't you know? So let's go to Matthew chapter 26. And let's explore the subject, don't you know? Uh, Matthew chapter 26. And so we know this wonderful passage of Scripture, this wonderful story. We heard the Word of God come forth with clarity and power last Sabbath. And I just want to take just a, a small portion of the scripture of this chapter to focus on something I pray that will bless and uplift and touch somebody, encourage somebody this evening to know that our God is still able. So don't you know, let's go to Matthew chapter 26 and uh, verse 47 and onward. The Word of God declares, Matthew chapter 26, verse 47 and onward. The Bible says, 
record declares, and while he was still speaking, behold, Judas, one of the twelve, with a great multitude with swords and clubs came from the chief priests and elders of the people. Verse 48, now his betrayer had given them a sign saying, whomever I kiss, he is the one. Seize him. Immediately he went up to Jesus and said, greetings, Rabbi, and kissed him. But Jesus said to him, friend, why have you come? Then they came and laid hands on Jesus and took him. Will you please stick a pin there for a moment? Just bookmark that passage that chapter for a moment here we are building on last week's message it was so powerful that i just can't can't can't, can't put it down i i had to just uh write the the, the 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 trail on this a little bit longer because it was so powerful and there's so much and i know perhaps brother patrick will will revisit that word and and, and god will inspire him with another message from that passage again but here we find this interesting passage of scripture we just we knew we know as we recap what happened to jesus this was a very very low point in jesus's life he had come now to the very uh, brink and borders the very the very reason why he came on earth the very reason why he came uh to save us the very reason why he came to fulfill the mission and that is ultimately to go to the cross and to sacrifice his life here we find Jesus now coming out of prayer where all of his closest friends forsook him and, and abandoned him, so to speak. They, they fell asleep on him, and in his darkest hour, in his deepest trial and test, they, he could not find them. He could not lean on them. He could not gain their human support, sympathy, and understanding. They just didn't understand so Jesus went into that garden all alone. Last week we talked about this garden called Gethsemane, meaning the oil press, where they pressed olives. And, and so, as it were, Jesus was being pressed by the weight of our sins. Can you imagine that? He was being pressed by the weight of our sins. In fact, in fact, perhaps the greatest temptation apart from being in the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, perhaps the greatest temptation parallel or apart from that was in the Garden of Gethsemane. I would say perhaps the greatest temptation because he was tempted in the wilderness to use his power, but now in the Garden he is tempted uh, to now deny using his power. You're not hearing what I'm saying. You're sleeping on me this evening. Let, let, let me say that again. In the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights, he was tempted to use his power, but he didn't. And again here now, he's tempted now to refrain and refuse from using his power, which he could have, but he didn't. Why? Because he saw you and me. And he knew that the mission of God, that the salvation of souls was hanging 
in the balance is what a wonderful Savior is Jesus our Lord. Amen. And so now, after he's prayed and, and after he went through that mental anguish and agony, after he's gone through uh, this Gethsemane, and I've got to tell you that, 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 that Gethsemane was the prerequisite to Calvary. There would be no Calvary if there were no Gethsemane. Can I talk to somebody here this evening? You know, we all must have our Gethsemane experience. That Gethsemane experience can be very painful, very lonely, very isolating. That Gethsemane experience could feel like it's pressing us from all around. But, 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 but I got to tell you that this is just a small portion, a very small fraction, because I've got to tell you that even in our Gethsemanes, it may be a difficult and desolate and dark place. We may feel forsaken and even abandoned, and we may come to the garden. But, but i got to tell somebody here this evening, because I'm getting excited in the Word of God. We may come to the garden, but here's the good news. As we come to that garden, we don't have to come alone, because there is one who has passed through and by that garden. He has taken the ultimate uh, bitter cup, the pain, the hurt, betrayal, denial, derision, uh, accusation, isolation, separation, abuse, abandonment, despair, and even discouragement, my brothers and sisters, just for you and me. But in all of this, he, re he is reminded of who he is and where he comes from. So in that fateful night of his arrest, being betrayed by the kiss of an insider, someone who was closest to him, someone who didn't have to betray him, he now is exposed. The Bible says, now where I want to go to is this right here, is in verse 51. And suddenly one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword, struck the servant of the high priest, and cut off his ear. Oh my, can you believe, can you anyone imagine or guess who that disciple was? Well, well, of course everyone might agree that it was the impetuous Peter. It was, it was Peter who was, was triggered by this act, although Peter himself would just shortly thereafter deny his Lord three times. But, 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 but Jesus gave him a heads up. He said, Peter, you're going to deny me three times, and before the rooster crows, you will deny me three times. Yet Peter drew his sword and cut off the servant uh, of the high priest, his ear. Now, 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 here is where I want to take you. Are you ready? Let's go with me now. Let's go, let's go. Verse 52, here is the word of God, so sweet and so powerful. Jesus said to him, put your sword in its place. For all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Don't you think, or do you think, that I cannot now pray to my Father, and he will provide me with more than 12 legions of angels. 
Come on now. You're not seeing what I'm saying. That's the title of our short word today. Don't you know that I could pray to the Father? And at this moment, at this present time, he can, he will provide me with 12,000 more than 12,000, 12 legion of angels. Now, let, let me talk to somebody. The legion was the largest military unit in the Roman army. According to history, a legion comprised of anywhere between 3,000 to upward of 8,000 soldiers. Now, now reckoning the average between 3,000 to 5,000. If we said 3,000, we just do the simple math. 12 times 3,000 is 36,000. If we did 12 times 4, it's 48,000. If we did 12 times 8, that's 96,000. Now, hold on. That, that's a lot. That's a lot. When you talk about power coming down from heaven, Jesus was reminded of who he was. He just came out of this prayerful agony. The burden, the weight of the world of our sins was pressing on him, almost broke him to the ground on his face, but yet he rises. And in the moment, that he is betrayed. There is a flash of divinity that passes through him, and everyone sees it, and he reminds Peter and everyone there, and he is reminded himself of who he is, the son of the living God, the one who left the splendors and worship and adoration of angels and condescended into humanity, incarnated in human flesh, to die for you and I, comes now. He comes and he reminds Peter and everyone there, don't you know that I could pray the Father and he would provide me right now, in this moment, at this very hour, more than 12 legions of angels? What if? What if? I want to ask somebody, what if? Jesus had called down those angels. Lord, have mercy. I cannot begin to imagine. I, definitely, the forces of darkness would have been defeated. But sadly, the plan of salvation would have been forfeited and jeopardized. Thank God. Thanks be to God, through Jesus Christ, that he did not call those angels down. Had he called those angels down, time would have been suspended. Then the plan of salvation would have been aborted and forfeited. But thanks be to God, he just reminded others and himself of who he was. He was still the divine son of God. He was still the commander-in-chief. He was still the general of the armies of heaven. Don't you know, brothers and sisters, whatever you're going through, whatever your season even in his darkest hour, in his moment of despair, at Calvary, the fate of death and, and doom and human demise was looming before him. He is reminded of who he is and what power is available, not only to him, but to you and I, even in our darkest moments and hours of despair. Can I encourage somebody today, in your moment of greatest agony and anguish, if you pray, God, 
You know, he might not have called down the angels then, but if you pray, God, he will send down angels that excel in strength, says the word of God. The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that serves him and delivers him. Psalm 34, verse 7. Psalm 91, verse 11 says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. Can I remind somebody of who Jesus is? How who your Jesus and my Jesus is, whatever you're going through, your pain, your hurt, your darkness, your assault and attack by the powers of darkness. If you call on his name, he will send forth, he will dispatch heavenly messengers that excel in strength to surround you, to protect you, to deliver you in Jesus' almighty name. Now, I gotta tell you something. I love how Matthew renders this, but I also love how Dr. Luke renders it. If you will quickly turn with me to Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. This is Luke's rendition of the narrative in the garden. You gotta love this now. Matthew bespeaks of the infinite power of the Almighty God through Jesus Christ. He speaks of the divinity and the power of Jesus, but Luke speaks of yet another power. Watch this now. Luke chapter 22, verse 49. Luke chapter 22, verse 49, and I read in your head, when those around him saw what was going to happen, they said to him, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear right here. That's the same part that Matthew shares with Luke. And that must have been Peter. But then verse 51, it says, But Jesus answered said, Permit even this. And he touched his ear and healed him. Hold on now. Stick a pin there for a moment. Now, now, now. Luke does not record Jesus speaking of praying to his father and asking that he will provide. Don't you know that he will provide? But he now reveals another power of Jesus, another divine power, attribute of Jesus. Here it is, that in the midst of Jesus' pain, he takes care of, of somebody else's pain. You're not seeing what I'm saying. Are you hearing me? Are they amidst Jesus' pain? He forgets about his own pain. And and it's interesting that 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 when Peter used the sword, he struck, he cut off, he severed the ear, he dismembered the right lobe of the ear of that servant. And the Bible doesn't record that Jesus picked up the severed ear, that, that, that right lobe of the ear, that dismembered body. It simply says that Jesus stretched his hand and touched his ear and healed him as it were. Maybe the ear was cut and it was hanging out. Possibly, we're not sure. But the Bible says it was cut off. The Bible says it was cut off. Jesus performed a miracle to the unbelieving servant, chief servant of the high priest, and all the other soldiers and the disciples 
saw what Jesus did, that in the midst of his pain, would that not be enough evidence to you, to that chief servant, that this is truly the Son of God? How could he touch my ear? I'm ready to take him, arrest him, handcuff him, beat him and flag him, and yet he heals my ear. What a Savior. What a Savior. Power of Jesus. Contrasted here in the two Gospels, one where don't you know that he could have called out? Come on, whatever you're going through, don't you know that your Jesus and my Jesus is still in control? He could call down on our behalf over 12,000 legion of angels, and then in the midst of your pain and your hurts, your loss, your grief, he's able to heal us. Because he's touched with the feelings of our infirmities. Don't you know the power of our living God? Don't you know that he's still able? You know what? After Gethsemane, I'm not saying it was easy. But after Gethsemane, Jesus now had his mind made up. His eyes was riveted on Golgotha's hill as he moved toward the Mount Calvary. As he moved toward Mount Calvary, he was ready to take up that cross. Why? Because he had made up his mind in Gethsemane. Not my will, but thy will be done. And last week, as Elder Patrick and I was, was doing the sharing of God's word, the reflection and the banter, we came upon that wonderful text in Matthew chapter 22. In, in that same chapter, Matthew 22, verse 42, it's so encouraging to know that when Jesus talked about the angels a little bit later in verse 42 of Matthew chapter 22, uh, sorry, Matthew chapter 26, Matthew 26, verse 42, it's wonderful to take a note that in that same chapter, um, an angel came and strengthened Jesus. It is so beautiful. I think it's, sorry, I think it's in Luke. I think Luke records that, if I'm not mistaken. Luke chapter 22 records that wonderful verse in verse, Luke chapter 22, verse 42. Yes, it says here in verse 42, Luke chapter 22, verse 42, I believe, and it says in verse 43, then an angel appeared to him from heaven, strengthening him. Amen and amen. It's interesting that Luke records the angel here, but Matthew does not record that angel in his narrative. But yet later on he records what Jesus said about the more than 12,000 or 12 legion of angels. So it's so wonderful. I love the word of God. It's great to read scripture here a little and there a little. You line upon line, preach up. It's wonderful. You can get beautiful lessons of truth that will encourage and inspire you. So I leave you this evening with the question, don't you know that Jesus is able? Thanks for listening to the Bun to Christ Ministries podcast. We hope that you were blessed. Feel free to visit our website at buntochrist.com for more content and information. 
Also, feel free to contact us at buntochrist70 at gmail.com with your prayer requests or any questions you may have. May God richly bless you, and we'll see you next time.